this is Jansarani Srinivasan and you are listening to BGU Radio from the Stebuka Campus Studio. Welcome to all our listeners, especially for new students who are going to start their research and studies here. This orientation podcast will give you a broad idea of what administrative procedures you need to get done after you receive your acceptance letter from either of the two institutes comprising the Stebuka Campus. Today we host Sarit Koma from the Ben Gurion Research Institute for the Study of Israel and Zionism also known as BGRI and Indiana Benchlag from the Albert Katz International School for Desert Studies also known as Akis at the Jacob Blastin Institute for Desert Research I'm Jansi your host and you are listening to BG Radio from the Stebuka Campus Studio You're listening to BGU Radio Welcome to the show Sarit and Ileana. We are happy to have you here. Tell us about your role in your respective departments. I'm Ileana. I'm a student services coordinator. I'm specifically a liaison between Kreitman and our department for PhD students. Um, but I also send out information regarding scholarship opportunities, announcements for registration, classes and all kinds of academic deadlines. I'm Sarit, the student affairs coordinator. at the BGRI uh, of the Woodman Scheller uh, MA program. And I'm uh, actually the student person contact for all the administrative issues until they arrive at the campus and also after that. Great. So what is the first thing a student has to do after they have received their acceptance letter from the school? So first of all, tell us you're coming. Often we send out an acceptance letter and we don't hear back from you. So let us know that you're in and that you um, plan to join us. After that, we want you to approach your, the Israeli embassy in the country that you live in um, with your acceptance letter and a visa letter that we prepare for you um, and request a visa. Um, as soon as you have your visa and you buy an airplane ticket, let us know the date and the time and the flight information so that we can organize a taxi to pick you up at the airport. So for the visa, like how they need to uh, renew it like once after came to Israel? Uh, yeah, they can go to the interior ministry in Beersheba with documents that um, they prepare here and we sign on them and the various, your advisor signs on them and then you go to the interior ministry to renew your visa. Is there any difference for BGRI? The BGRI, the visa is only issued when the student is abroad. To extend it for the second year, they use our services to sign forms and go to the uh, Internal Affairs Office to make the extension. But then only after they have health insurance in advance. That's good. So for the appointment for the visa, uh, do you help them for getting appointment or student has to get appointment direct to the embassy? First, they apply the visa. After they have their visa, they can send us a copy of the scanned visa and apply the dormitory while waiting for the visa. The dormitory has the hospitality department here in the campus, which is the department that accepts the students, give them keys. We are coordinating everything in advance, but in order to sign the contract and finish all the administrative issues, Regarding the dormitory, they must come here physically to the do- uh, hospitality department and do as the ladies request. Okay. Are there differences in payments between BIDR and BGRI? 
Main difference for us is that if you're a scholarship recipient, which all of our international students are, they don't have to pay any tuition, but they do have to pay security fee. What happens is as soon as you arrive here, you receive a code to log on to the internet um, and there will be an option to pay the security fee, which is about 560 shekel um, to be paid through the internet. And after that, you can register for courses. Um, in addition to that payment, which I think is true of both institutes, there is a deposit for the dorms. Um, it's 920 shekel or $250. Uh, for us, it's a bit different. The student that applies and is, is accepted to the BGRI must first pay down payment of uh, approximately 3,500 shekels. Only after he pays the down payment, he can actually uh, make the enrollment to the courses. And once arriving here, does the same with the hospitality department. So do they need to get health insurance from their country or do they need to get it here? So first they have to uh, issue travel health insurance for the first month. Okay. Uh, and once arriving here, they come again to the hospitality department and issue the local insurance uh, company. The main difference is that the company that the university works with is a company that gives services here in the local clinic, which is 50 kilometers uh, distance from the next clinic. So we want to give the students um, services here and not have to travel to, to get health care. Uh, it is important uh, to know that the insurance must be issued for the full first year for the same period of the visa. If you don't have uh, health insurance, it can make the acceptance cancelled. It is contingent upon health insurance to be a student. So health insurance is very, very important. I just want to note a difference with our um, program. We don't have, um, we don't require students to have a month of health insurance before they get there. What they do is as soon as we know their arrival, we send you a health declaration form that you sign and you put the start date as the date you are arriving. And from the minute you arrive here, you, ha you have a year of health insurance through the university policy. I want to add regarding that, when you issue the insurance here in the hospitality department, you're paying directly to the department and not to the health insurance company and the university transfer the money. This is very important to know once you're coming here to be prepared with the exact sum of $2.15 per day. This is relevant for the costs of these days. It can be changed uh, according to the insurance company. So what is the advantage of taking health insurance through university uh, and difference between the students who's taking uh, insurance from their own country? Mainly is that the company gives services here, as, as I previously said. The local clinic doesn't uh, accept any well, foreign company. So the actual meaning is that if you are sick, even for, I don't know, uh, uh, flu, you must travel 50 kilometers to the nearest clinic. Is there anything that we need to know about dormitories for the students? Sure. First of all, Noah and Sigalit are in charge of the dormitories here and any questions or concerns should be brought to them. Um, when you get here, it's very important to go visit them and sign a dorm contract. Um, you're usually not allowed into the dorm until you sign the contract. Um, you need to pay a 920 shekel deposit. Um, in addition to that, you should know that there are a few different types of dorms we have here. Um, we have single dorms, we have family dorms, we have couple dorms, and we also have um, dorms that are 
assigned for roommates that are a few um, bedrooms. You get your own bedroom, but you share a common area and a kitchen. Um, if you are a master's student in ICUS, your dorm is covered if you're a single person. But if you're either a couple or a family, there is a additional cost um, to, of rent for the dorms. Uh, in the BGRI, uh, the institute will subsidize a part of the dormitory for you as a student. If the uh, unit will be bigger, you will have to add um, more difference than single between single to a, a double a unit, couple unit, or a family unit. Uh, so if we sum the amounts that you have to prepare for the dormitory, so it's the deposit, which is $250 or 920 shekels, uh, this deposit will be returned two months after you are uh, finishing your, uh, your checking out from the dormitory. Uh, in case that there be damage, they will charge you for something you, according to the damage. But mostly when everything is okay, they will send you a check with this exact amount about two months after you checked out. And then the, the payment of the rent. And there is the water and electricity, which is charged according to what you use. In addition to more important things, PhD students in ACUS pay the entire amount of their dorms. Doesn't matter if they're getting a scholarship or not. Um, and also, um, it's impossible to switch dorms. If you are assigned to a certain dorm, that's the dorm you're going to stay for for the rest of the year. And unfortunately, we can't. We usually can't tell people which dorm they get until their arrival. And also, uh, sometimes the hospitality department has different changes, and they can ask you to move during your time of stay. It is not likely, but it can happen, and you must take it into consideration. So how do students register for the courses? Uh, in the BGRI Institute, they are first pay the down payment. Only after they complete the down payment, they can enroll to courses. The enrollment has two periods. The regular period, which is normally before the semester begins, and the changing period, which begins with the opening of the semester, normally for two weeks. During this period, they can change, delete, do everything. They can even enter all courses, sit physically, and then decide if they want to make changes of the registration. So for BADN? If things are a bit different with us, um, our international new students don't um, register until they get here. The registration period for our students is the first two weeks of the semester, which is the changing period for all students. Um, they also have to pay their, the security fee. Then you register online with a code that you will get when you when you arrive. Um, and the all of the information as to what classes you can take can be found on the the ACUS website. Um, each track has an academic program that says all of the types of courses you need to take and how many of each type. It's very important that when you're building your course plan, you consult that. In addition, please consult your advisor. And if you have any questions, you can go to your advisor or the head of your, your teaching committee to advise you as to which courses are preferable for your specific track. So how do MSCC students to register the course? Like it's done online with um, everything online. Okay, yeah. so is there is any difference between uh, registration for 
PhD and MSc? Between PhD, yeah. The PhD students take far fewer courses than master's students. It's very important, though, that each PhD student registers for something in order to receive their scholarship and be signed up in this in the system as a student. Um, what they do is if you're not taking a course in a particular semester, you register for research, which you should have received the number for research course in an email from either one of us. Um, and you sign up for the research and then you're authorized in the system as a student. So for the course information, how students can know when, where they need to go and study about the course information? In our website, you can find the full details and timetable. The timetable contains the name and number of the course and the professor's name. And there are uh, syllabuses that are online. You can watch them. It's not normally it's not the syllabus of the relevant uh, uh, semester, but it has uh, like the previous semester. It's, it's examples of giving you the idea of what the course will demands. And one more thing I want to mention is that each student in BGU needs to register for the Sexual Harassment Prevention Seminar. It's an online learning program that is done through Moodle, which is a website that uh, an educational website the university works with. Um, it's a course you actually need to register for. The information should be on our website and in the emails. Register for the course and complete the um, learning and relevant quiz in the first semester of your studies. This is very important because without this uh Um, certificate you cannot close your degree you will okay. not be able to get a diploma so you must do it at the beginning of the course of study for opening a bank account for international students do they need to bring any proof of identity to the bank Sure. First of all, um, we want to say that we don't have any specific recommendations for a bank. You can choose whatever bank you want. But we have heard from students that there are a few banks that are um, particularly helpful, um, specifically Bank of Poalim in Beersheba. And also there are a number of students who choose to open a bank account here in the post office in the Midrasha, which is a three minute walk from your dorm. Um, when you arrive to the bank, you need to bring with you two photo IDs from your home country. Um, keep in mind that your student ID will probably not be ready in here by that time. So you need to have, make sure you have two other sources of ID, such as a passport and a driver's license or some other thing that have your photo on them. Um, in addition, you should know you can always change banks at a later time if you don't like your bank. Um, don't forget to update your bank information inside the university website so you can continue receiving your scholarship. But it's not a problem if you don't like your bank and you want to switch. Um, and if you choose to use the post office bank here in the Midrasha, you can receive a debit card, but you have to travel to the main branch in Beersheba to request a debit card. So something to consider. It is important to take the student certification first from the student affairs coordinator. Without this certification, the bank will not open uh, an account for you. Actually, this certification says that you are entitled to Uh, uh, of a scholarship and this is the reason that you're opening a local bank account because the scholarship must be uh, deposited to a local bank account. Is students has any student concessions for transportation? Um, yes, so every person who lives here is entitled to take out a Ravkov, um, which is an Israeli card for transportation. It works on all of the different modes of public transportation, the train and all of the bus companies. 
Um, the card is, um, you take the, take out the card in Beersheba. There's an office. There's a few offices in Beersheba, actually, I think. Um, in order to get a student discount with the card, you need to bring your student ID and a letter stating that you're a student in this semester. Um, so you can only do that once you've registered for classes and you have the authorization that you're actually enrolled in courses. And you must remember the certificate that you get is only valid for the first semester or the first year. It depends on the certificate. And then the Ravkov company will issue the discount only until the end of this period, which means that you have to extend it with a new letter when time comes. So what happens in case of emergencies? So if it's a general emergency that's not a health emergency, but something happens in your dorm or something, you know, pipe explodes and you're walking down the street and there's water everywhere, we have an on-call officer of the university. It's a staff member who um, has a cell phone that rotates between all of the different people on call. The number is as follows, 050-202-9799. Again, 050-202-9799. That's the number of anything happening in the university. Do not call that number if it's an actual health emergency because you might not reach them and they are not a medical professional. The um, Magen David Adom, which is the Israeli equivalent of the Red Cross, is the number 101. You can call from any Israeli cell phone. Um, the police is 100 and the fire department is 102. Call those numbers if there's an actual emergency. Um, and I would recommend having an Israeli nearby to help you with Hebrew in case you need it. For issues of sexual harassment, we have somebody on our campus who is a staff member here who she's the point person for any complaints or if you have a question about something related to sexual harassment, you can go to her and, and she will be discreet um, and will tell you about university policy and what your rights are in the situation. Her number is 052-461-5389. Her name is Nurit Novoplansky and she is a very nice person. Um, in addition, addition to that, it's important to note that our campus over the past year and a half has been um, undergoing a process to close up the campus and we built a gate and now the gates are locked. Uh, your student card is supposed to open the gates of the campus to when they're locked. They're not always locked, but often on the weekends and at night until I think 6 a.m. they are locked. So if you go on an early morning run and you're leaving the campus gate, make sure you take with you your student card, which should be magnetized. You'll get your student card when you arrive. We hope they'll be magnetized by the time you get here. If not, and you're worried about getting locked out, come and talk to us. You can talk to Noah and Sigali, and they have some cards that you can borrow until yours arrives and is magnetized. In addition, if there is an issue of national security, don't be alarmed. We will update you as things go on. We'll send out emails if there's something you need to know, and we'll keep you in the loop. In addition to that, um, so you know, there are a few times in the year where we have a siren that goes off. Um, it's a planned siren. It's not a security siren. It's a siren of commemoration. We will usually announce those in advance. We'll send you an email, not to be concerned, but it happens on um, the Remembrance Day of Fallen Soldiers and also on Holocaust Remembrance Day. It is also important to know that the main gate of the campus, which has a, a guard stand and he's there for 24 hours and in case you cannot enter with a car or something, the, the guard is not there. Just know he will be back and he will open the gate for you. That's great. I'm also happy to have here with us in the studio, Professor Simon Barak, the student ombudsman. So Simon, what is the role of the student ombudsman? 
how students can approach you when they need you. Hi, Jancy. So um, I'm the student ombudsman for BIDR. Uh, and my role really is to act as a link between the students and postdocs and the university. So basically what I do is to try and safeguard the rights and well-being of the students and postdocs at BIDR. And in practice, that means that I deal with any complaints regarding inappropriate behaviour of supervisors, lecturers, technical staff, administrative staff. Um, sometimes I'm just an ear to listen, you know, sort of a sympathetic ear to listen to. <laughs> sometimes uh, it's just resolving the complaint informally and on occasions to lodge uh, an official complaint. Uh, most importantly, Everything is completely confidential and does not leave my office without the permission of the student or postdoc. Um, you can just contact me to make an appointment by my email, which is simon, S-I-M-O-N, at B-G-U dot A-C dot I-L. I would also like to just add as well that for B-G-R-I, their ombudsman is Michal Moyal. And of course, I want to wish uh, all the students and postdocs a fruitful and most importantly, an enjoyable new academic year. We have came to the end of the student admin orientation podcast and I would like to thank you Sarit, Ileana and Simon for your time and behind the scenes Boozy, the technician, thank you so much. For more information regarding administration, please visit the Aki's BIDR website and BGRI website. In, for the BGRI website, there is Woodman Scholar International Program. So go through it for further information as well as the City Booker Campus Student Council website. Also, look out for the BG Radio Orientation Podcast about student life on the City Booker Campus and the wider Midrist Ben-Gurion community, which you can listen to by clicking the link in the description attached to this podcast. We are also happy to welcome new students to join BG Radio and we will be offering more information when we meet you here in Stibuke. I have been your presenter Jansirani Srinivasan and I wish you all the best for your new beginning on BGU Stibuke campus. You are listening to BGU Radio. You're listening to BGU Radio.